What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. I always appreciate the applause. I really do. It, it really does mean a lot. Um, again, Happy New Year. Hope you all had a wonderful time. I know I personally did. I uh, just hung out with some friends real quick. Um, to be honest with you, realize I may need to step my game up when I'm hosting. I usually just have people order some pizza, chip in, get some, like, you know, bring your own stuff. Call it a day, like a potluck. But these people actually provided food and whatnot. So, good folk, good folk. I, I got to step my game up. Uh, but again, I hope you guys had a wonderful time. And, you know, we got a lot of things to talk about in, in this here episode. So, let's go ahead and slide right on into it. Quarter one. That's right. It doesn't really need much introduction. Just listen to the clip. Welcome to the 1984 NBA Draft. The Houston Rockets select Akeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley of Auburn University. The Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant. That's right. We're talking about David Stern. It's tough, man. It's tough. Like, ever since I've known he was the NBA commissioner, I, mean, I know he left in like what, 2014, 2016, latest? Um, it, it, he, he's, he's just been a tremendous figure in the history of the game. I mean, he's he wasn't around when Magic and Bird were drafted, but he was there to kind of help that rivalry go. Um, we were around for the Bad Boy Pistons, Jordan and Pippen, like that. The first year he was there, Jordan got drafted. So I'm just saying, you know, um, Hakeem the Dream, his championships, Shaq and Kobe. You can even say Penny and and Shaq. Um, Timmy, David Robinson, Manu, Tony. I know they all didn't play at the same time, but. That whole thing he was there for, you know, the whole Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. Like, he was just there. And it just sucks that he's gone. Like, I can keep going. Like, Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen, Dirk and company, LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Pops. Like, he truly revolutionized the game. Like, I think when you could, I think when he first started off, you might be able to buy the team on average for like three mil. Now it's like three bill, like three billion dollars. But at first it was three million dollars. Like that's a whole lot of cash right there, and he has elevated the whole NBA to a new height, like like to new heights. And it's just it's it's just such a tragedy to see him leave. It it, it really is. Like you can even look back to like things such as the dress code. And how he was able to find common ground for the NBA players. Like, we, we all know damn well the NBA players not want to dress up in suits. Like, Allen Iverson in a suit in the early 2000s? Come on, boss. That's not going to work, player. That's not going to work, kid. Like, we're going to have to switch it up a little bit. So now you can actually wear stuff and get money off of it. So now you're, you're oh, okay. Oh, we can get cash? Got you. We can get that bag. Bet, like, that... He helped spark extra revenue for the players and helped become to be able to express themselves like Russell Westbrook and his flamboyant outfits or James Harden and like, you know, like his beard and his 
like whatever clothes he puts on like cuz he he can get a little flashy too. He can get a little flashy too. Um same with any other players like LeBron, why whomever, right? Hell, even Kelly Oubre with his style. Like David Stern helped contribute to all of this. And it's just it's it's just sad that he um he passed away. Uh I do wish my condol- like my condolences to him to his family. And um you will be missed, sir. You will be missed. Quarter two. The first wave of the Western or the All Star selections have been made, and we're going to start off with the West, and specifically the front court. So that means the forwards and the bigs, right? Now on the list we have ten folk: LeBron, AD, Kawhi. Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, Christoph Porzingis, Nikola Jokic, Carmelo Anthony, Brandon Ingram, and Dwight Howard. Hmm, interesting. Of course, you know Braun, AD, Kawhi, Paul George, like Cat. I'm not worried about the top five, to be honest with you. That 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 makes sense. Um, my point is going to be, I I think Jokic should be able to make it, and I think Brandon Ingram has outplayed everyone else after that too. Like it. KP hasn't really done enough, and on top of that, he plays with Luka Doncic, who's an MVP, who's an MVP candidate right now. I think the nod should go to Brandon Ingram based off of play, but because of popularity, I think it's going to go to KP. Also, of course, Melo, his return. This is more like a like we appreciate you type. He has been producing, but not at All Star level. And Dwight Howard, eh. I wouldn't say All Star level to be honest with you. He's a solid player. I ain't gonna hold you. Very solid player, but. I don't think so. I think the because it it should be the top seven selections, and so we already said top five, obviously. So I think Jokic and KP are going to get it, but again, I think it should go to Ingram personally. Now for the West backcourt, we have Luka Doncic, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell. Donovan Mitchell, Alex Caruso, Devin Booker, oh my god, and John Morant. So, I'm good with Luka, James, Dame, Russ, and then the bottom five kind of get a little shaky for me. Like, Steph came back, yeah, cool. I mean, he's played, but he also got injured. He hasn't played for like a good-ass portion of the season. So, off of production, I cannot throw him in the all-star category yet. Um, D'Angelo Russell, his team's at the bottom of the, of, of, of the league. So, if Brandon Ingram cannot be in the all-star selection, I don't think he should be in the all-star selection. Mind you, he should not be higher than Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell, like, for that matter. Hell, like, John Morant's team is... What, ninth in the West? I mean, he's at the very bottom. Granted, he's a rookie, so I get it. But I don't know. The guard selections that they have this year, I'm not really I'm not really feeling it. Like it it's it seems a little weak. It seems a little weak this year. Um maybe if Steph comes back and showcases a few things, maybe we can utilize that. Like I'll I have I haven't even thought about who we can who else we can throw in there. And the and the fact that we have Alex Caruso in here, mind you, I'm a Laker fan, and I like Caruso, 
But he's in here. Like, we can't put Drew Holiday in there, for real. Like, come on, dog. Like, come on, man. We're not going to go these routes. Like, hell, C.J. McCollum's playing better than Alex Caruso. Like, Jamal Murray. Like, come on, dude. We can do so much. And Jamal Murray's struggling and still playing better than Alex Caruso. Come on, bro. Like, I get he's a highlight reel sometimes, but let's pump the brakes on a few things. Damn. Now that we covered the West, we're going to slide over to the East and go to the, the front court for them boys. We got Giannis, of course, Joel, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Taco Fall, Bam Adebayo, Gordon Hayward, Andre Drummond, DeMontis Sabonis. Now, I like Taco on the list. I really do. Um, he might be the next Yao Ming. We'll find out. But... I don't see, for starters, I don't have Jimmy Butler below Pascal Siakam. I don't. Um, Jason Tatum's up there. That's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with the top five. I am. Bam Adebayo has been playing well, and I think Andre Drummond has been playing better than Gordon Hayward. Let's not forget that Gordon Hayward was injured, ladies and gentlemen. So, like, and I, I like Gordon Hayward. Like, I've liked him since his Butler days. And Butler played against Duke, who y'all know I'm a fan of. So, I really like Gordon Hay- Hayward's game, and I followed him thus, like since that time because he almost beat IS. So, with all that being said, I don't think he's outproducing anybody on this list except for Taco Fall. Like, I truly don't. He he should be number ten or number nine at be- at best on this list, and the top seven should include Bam Adebayo and Andre Drummond, as I stated. But again, it's always popularity and not based on production. So he might get that nod in there. Um, as the case is, Taco Fall. He's number six. Just saying. And he don't play but so many minutes. Like, and you know that's because he get a he get the we get we get the cheers like oh we, Taco Taco like from the crowd. Just saying. Now the East backcourt. I like the list. We got Trey Young at number one, Kyrie next, Kimball Walker, uh, Kimball Walker, Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, and Spencer Dinwiddie. So, when I'm looking at this, I'm seeing the fact that Trey Young is at the top of the heap. I'm talking about at the very, very, very top as a two-year player. Now, I do agree with that. I mean, I... I think Kyrie's better right now, but in about two years, Kyrie might be a little outdated, quote-unquote, and Trey Young will be at the top of the heap in terms of point guards. That, that is if Ben Simmons does not start and making threes. I mean, that that's the only real threat to the at the point guard helm in the East for, like, for Trey. I'm sorry. Kimba, I like Kimba, don't get me wrong, but Kimba's also in his 30s now. He's a little shorter. I get it. Um, I like the I like the top five. I really do. Um, here's my thing. I don't think Bradley Beal is below Jalen Brown. Just be honest with you. I don't. And Ben Simmons, you're starting to have me question if you should be ahead of Jalen Brown. So for me, I would like to slide Bradley Beal up to the sixth spot. I don't think Kyle Lowry is an all-star. I think he's a fringe all-star, which is that third option, which I've been stating. Um, which is another reason why I don't think the Raptors are going to win this year. But you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I feel like 
I might give the nod to Ben just because, but I wouldn't be mad if you go Jalen Brown either. Because again, Ben Simmons just has not been taking that next step like I like I think he should, and that's with the shot. I mean, he's been he's been shooting more, but he seems a little hesitant. And I don't know, something's got to give. Something's got to give this. And, and like maybe oh maybe this could be a wake up call for him. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. It, it just seems like he's not going in that trajectory that we want him. To do, you know, like he's not saying he's not going to get there, but he's kind of doing that brawn approach more so. He's like bitching out a little bit to me, to me, just saying. Now, should quarter three, should Melo remain with Portland next year? Now, this year, Melo, not talking about Melo Ball, Carmelo Anthony. Melo's been hooping, hooping, right? He's been averaging 16 points per game. Shooting 39% from three and getting you six rebounds. That's quality production from your third option. Like, there really is. Especially considering the fact he, like, sat out a year, basically. Um, and he's at the age that he's at right now. That's pretty good stats for for Melo, to be honest. Um, he's, he's shown the ability to take a team over the top. Like, if, if you put him on the Lakers... And take off Kyle Kuzma, I think they might be extremely scary. Because Melo has shown to be able to get you 30. And shooting at 39% from three is not a bad clip at all. That's pretty damn impressive. And that was one of the things that people were wondering. Okay, well, can Melo do this now? Can he shoot threes? Ah, seems like he can. So, should he remain in Portland? I don't know. Like, in my estimation, the Blazers... Really have one year, but I think two to, with this with this current roster. And Melo doesn't have that much time left on his on, on in his in his basketball days. You know, like his legs aren't as spry as they once were. So I don't think it's going to produce a ring in Portland. I, I don't. It could. It could. Portland could, is a very deep team, but with their injuries and all this stuff, I just don't see it for them. Like they. They could very well pan out to be a hell of a squad. Like, I could very easily see them to be a souped-up version of the San Antonio Spurs. But that's only if, like, Nazir Little plays out of his ass. And You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way. That's the only way. But I, I don't foresee that really getting to that point. But they have that potential. They have that potential is what I'm saying. I don't see that happening. And I think Melo could go... To other teams, I mean, like, the Trailblazers have to face the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Mavericks. I haven't even mentioned the fucking Warriors, like, because, like, mind you, the Warriors are contenders when they get Clay and Steph back. Because that's just been, like, that's been, that's a huge amount of points missing. Like, that's arguably 50 points gone from your team. And, like, six to eight assists. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't... you, you and, and, like, a lockdown defender, like... Separate... You lost so much from that. So, when you get them back... And then, on top of that, there's rumors that Iggy might come back and Carl Anthony Towns might be there, too. It, it, it's really just baffling that, like, Portland even it, it might even be in the consideration as a contender. So... If I'm mellow, I'm I, I'm thinking maybe you might want to consider going somewhere else, boss. Maybe go over, maybe go over to the east. Maybe 
it's easier over there it really is or you can join up with one of these teams in the West and try your luck but I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'm mellow I'm giving that a lot of thought and I know I know what you're thinking I that that sounds a little disloyal but at the end of the day though let I right, let's look at it from this let's look at it from both vantage points right you got why he should stay in Portland was because they 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 did give him a shot. They reached out to him just that and third got you. Like no one else wanted to really fuck with Melo, and now it's like bam, he's on the squad. Everything gelling. Like it seems like it seems like it's it, it seems like it's a match made in heaven right now. I get you. I get you. Like you you should be loyal to folk. Do not get me wrong. I I, I try to be loyal person myself, so I understand why he would stay. But on the flip side though. This is still the NBA we're talking about. So, should he really be loyal like that? I mean, they did him dirty. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. You know, sucks, but, like, I'm learning that, like I said, more and more every day. Especially when it comes to, like, your job. You definitely have to make the best decision for yourself and your family. And, like, I don't I, I don't know everything that's going on in Melo's head. I'm not speaking for Melo. But from the outside looking in... I think Melo might. I could highly. I could really see Melo stay. I mean, he's content with his career. He doesn't seem like he needs a championship. I mean, don't get me wrong. He wants one, but it doesn't seem like he needs one because of like all his accolades that he's accumulated throughout his tenure in the NBA. So, I think with all that, he'll be straight, and that might be help. That might help his case for staying. And again, like. Him, Dame, and CJ seem like they're chill. Seem like they're cool. You know, like they, Dame and CJ wanted him to come to Mel, uh, to Portland for a while. So I can see Melo staying there. I really, truly could. Like 70, 80% of me says that like Melo's going to stay in Portland next year. Quarter four. So I bet you none of us thought we would go into the new year without really talking about Zion this year on highlights. <laughs> Because I knew, everybody named Mama knew we was about to see dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk every damn game. Instead, no. Of course, he got his injury. But good news, um, Zion is in 5-on-5 scrimmaging, um, or at least shortly will be participating. Um, Here's my question, though. Should the Pelicans pressure Zion to play this year? We have reasons why he should. And reasons why he shouldn't. Trust the process. And Philadelphia has shown why he should. Wait. <laughs> Excuse me. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Both sat out. Their was supposed to be rookie year. Then one rookie year of the year. The following year. And their teams actually. Gave the city reasons to be excited. And we're here now. Like, like they're contenders. Okay, they are contenders. Reasons why, though, Greg, and the reason why I should go in the wrong way, meaning like if you like if you play him, you have Greg Oden and you have Sam Bowie. Didn't really play too long. Um, both were drafted ahead of you know Kevin Durant, James, I mean, and Michael Jordan. So I mean, it could really set your franchise back if you play him right away. As opposed to sitting him out. Now, the reason why you should play him is because hell, like at this point, you still could make the playoffs if you make a nice run. And the Pelicans have been losing close games, 
So with all that being said, it might be possible for you to add an additional at least 18 to 20 points per game, which I think he's going to do. The question is, do you want to try to get to the playoffs now or kind of hold on and wait for him to get along next year? Like maybe chop the weight down a little bit, get the conditioning right, get the team back in focus, and then go from there. Like, I think we they have the pieces to get it done and get to the playoffs this year, especially with Brandon Ingram hooping this year. And inserting Zion won't take away from the team. But I don't know if you need to play Zion this year. I, I'm i not with the medical staff, so I can't make that determination. If the doctors say he can play and there's not an issue, maybe give him a minutes restriction. But I also kind of want to get give him a fair shot at winning rookie of the year. And right now, Starting at the new year, like you're not too far off from the fucking All Star break. So I mean, like we're I, we're pretty much half the season right now. Give it a little time, you know. I give it a little time because he will be part of your core. I think their core should be Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. All would be scary going on later on in their careers, and that would be tremendous. But hold tight, give him a shot at getting Rookie of the Year and getting like selected to his all-star you know his rookie year all that stuff because it could actually work out for him I, I truly do think that would be good for him in his career all right that's all the time i had ladies and gentlemen thank you all for listening again i appreciate the love and support you all provide i truly do it means a lot to me um i just try to you know i keep this as a hobby but i try to put some energy into it and i appreciate that you guys are taking the time to listen and also give me feedback that, that really truly does mean a lot to me i i don't forget that um so again thank you all i hope you guys have a wonderful new year and have a wonderful 2020 be prosperous and continue to subscribe again just pass along the information to the podcast i really do appreciate the support once again thank you so much see y'all